Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, I, I think in looking at it, and again, that 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 was the decision. Was Alabama or Florida State is a different team than they were through the first eleven weeks? Coach Norvell, their players, their fans—you know, uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And, and the committee voted uh, Alabama four and Florida State five. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Coverage of the 2023 Broyles Award is brought to you by Summit Utilities. Providing the energy that's always there when and where you need it. Summit Utilities. Comfort delivered. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Broyles Award Ceremony here in Little Rock. Thanks to Summit Utilities. Got HP back in the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's a Trigger Tuesday, which we'll talk about what's bothering us here in the world of sports in just a little bit. Of course, we want to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037 and get after us in the Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Live Fan Feedback, as well as after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers. In fact, we've had a few people that have been chiming in since we have now officially had it uh, known and also had a chance to interview Phil Parker, the winner of the Brawls Award. Uh, comes from Rob here on uh, on our uh, Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Live and Feedback. It says, I will never forgive Iowa football for breaking Alvin Mack's leg in the program. He was going to buy his mama that house. So, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great deep cut, deep deep reference there. But yeah, uh, and that's a good one there too. And also, uh, football fanatic said. Uh, did I hear correctly that the Little Rock Touchdown Club meetings will be held in Hot Springs next year, or is it just that one event at the beginning of 2024? Just uh, the one. Yeah. Just yeah for the Royals Award. Yeah, that's that's the only one that's going to be uh, happening down there uh, for that. And also, uh, Stan says on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, says, I see where some head coaches multitask and coach positions. I even heard Saban does. I wonder why Pittman doesn't coach the O-line since he's supposed to be the best. I am just wondering. Uh, Saban is not, he's not the secondary coach. He's not the defensive backs coach, but he interacts with them, and he's hands-on with them at times, but he, he doesn't officially have that role. No, it's like he, there's, there's different ways to skin a cat, as they say. Coaches handle things different ways. You know, I think back to when, you know, somebody that's just been hired as the OC, Bobby Petrino, when he was the head coach, he had an offensive coordinator, but we all knew that uh, it was him running the show on the offense and running plays and everything. And some coaches are really successful at that. Uh, there's a lot of coaches that do that same thing. But then there's some coaches that are more the manage it, management type and delegating and things. It's just a matter of uh, the style and the type of structure that they have. And, you know, head coaches can do different. You can win in different ways. Uh, you can find different ways to do it. But uh, I think head coaches, a lot of times, though, if they see a problem, they step in and, you know, try to make sure that it doesn't happen again or they try to fix the problem personally. Uh, if it ends up being that thing, so it's not not too uh, not too rare to see that happening. But uh, yeah, so again, congratulations to Phil Parker for winning that, and uh, a few other things going on though in the world of sports. Uh, we mentioned, of course, uh, the Razorback basketball team taking care of business last night, 97 to 84. Their next game is going to be actually on Saturday in Tulsa. They're going to be taking on the Oklahoma Sooners there, which was a weird game because it was supposed to end. And it was supposed to last year was supposed to be the last year that it happened in Tulsa, but they're doing another one instead. So you're you're going to have that game, and then uh, shortly after that is when you're going to have the game right here, just across the river from where we're looking, uh, in North Little Rock uh, against uh, Lipscomb. So uh, they're going to be, even though they're going to be having uh, some non-conference games, uh, the basketball team here in the next couple Saturdays are going to be having uh, to travel a little bit, one to Tulsa uh, from Fayetteville, and of course coming down here. 
uh, to North Little Rock. So they're going to hopefully close pretty strongly there. But uh, I'm going to be uh, making the trap up the trek up there to Tulsa. I've never been there to uh, watch that game. I know it's at the BOK Center, but uh, going to have to check that one out, and of course check the one out here at uh, Simmons Bank Arena because it's always fun to see whenever they come to town. It's it's good for them to get in that environment and play Oklahoma, somebody that is a uh, really good competition, and also it does give you a sense of what it's going to be like going on the road for conference games, and you get to travel a little bit. So this this team, you know, they'll be tested. And they've already been tested a bit because they've been in, in a, um, a tournament to begin the season. And they've been beaten at home. And then, of course, they had Duke come in, which they won a big game at home. But it's just good to be tested before you get in the conference play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that they schedule it for a reason and schedule these games for a reason. So uh, that's going to be really cool to see once they uh, come into town, as always. But uh, also wanted to send... Uh, a couple congratulations to uh, some Razorback football players that have been named into an all-SEC team. Yesterday it was announced that Landon Jackson and our guy Josh Braun, who uh, of course joined us all football season long, thanks to Mad Black All-State Insurance, both named to the AP uh, SEC all-SEC second team. So uh, really cool to see that uh, involved, especially with a guy that came on our show each and every week. But when it comes to the coaches' side of things, this was just announced. Uh, you had Landon Jackson. Uh, not surprising there that he ended up being a first-team All-SEC, according to the coaches, but also Cam Little was first-team All-SEC kicker, and he had a second-team member of Max Fletcher on the coaches' team, too. So uh, a few of them getting, uh, getting some credit there, getting some praises there. But, man, I'd like to know when the last time Arkansas had both the kicker and the punter on an All-SEC team in special teams. It feels like that's uh, a pretty rare thing to happen, especially these days in college football. So kudos to them. All right. And then uh, also from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, 501 says, everyone at Alabama and Tuscaloosa knows who coaches DBs in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Nick Saban. Uh, that's true. Uh, he does. Uh, I just assume he coaches everything. I just assume he... He's, oh, yeah. Uh, he can be hands-on wherever. If, yeah. if he sees a problem somewhere, he's going to go and try to solve that problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what makes him the GOAT. It's what makes him the best, uh, best in the business there. And uh, before we get to Trigger Tuesday, also... Uh, we'll, uh, we'll actually, i tell you what, let's go ahead and do Trigger Tuesday because I know uh, we'll have some other headlines to talk about and also some big news from, or at least a big proposal from the NCAA when it comes to changing the NIL game even more so than what it is now. And we'll get to that here in just a bit, but let's go ahead and jump into Trigger Tuesday and what's bothering us in the world of sports. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. <laughs> Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for Trigger Tuesday. And a few things that have been bothering me, but, you know, last night was something that bothered me when I was watching the Razorback basketball game because I have always said that when a coach in basketball gets a technical, um, in most cases it's because they want it or because they know that uh, how they get one. And sometimes they use it to motivate their teams or uh, get on the, the officials, whatever it is. I'd say nine times out of ten, most coaches know when a well-placed technical needs to be placed, and there's a reason why. But yesterday, or at least last night, uh, Eric Musselman got a technical in the game. Arkansas was up by 15 points with a minute and a half to go. So, uh, you know, it ended up being... Uh, not uh, consequential, but it led to a five-point play because they got fouled on a three. Leighton Blocker fouled him, and uh, people were not. I think Musk was not too happy with that call, like a lot of people. And then he got teed up, so they ended up having five straight free throws get made by Furman. But either way, it was just the amount of people that I see that uh, get frustrated or like say that you know, coach doing this is it should never happen. You know, getting a technical should never happen. And I'm like, no, there, there, those things happen for a reason. And do you think that Eric Musselman didn't know what he was doing by going out there up 15 points? And making uh, statements, you know, you make, you're sending a message to his team, like, uh, you know, this, I don't care how much we're up by, you know, if I see something wrong, we're, we're keep, keep continuing the passion and the, and the anger that goes along to it. So it's not surprising, but it's just funny to me how so many people can get so upset whenever a coach gets a technical. I'm like, man, there's some coaches that maybe you could say that about, but usually the well-established coaches that have been around a long time, it's always done for a reason. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but... Uh, it's usually not a problem, especially if your team ends up getting a win. But, uh, yeah, just remember that, folks. Whenever a coach gets a technical, usually means that they wanted it in the first place. What triggers me is college basketball season just started not too long ago. 
Teams haven't played a lot of games, but bracketology is already happening. Now, hmm. bracketology is something that's big within college basketball, and it should be. But it's it's kind of like if you make a comparison with the college football rankings, they start at a certain point during the season. They don't begin right at, at the beginning of the season. And it's the same thing with bracketology. Bracketology used to start a lot later, but now you know, for a team like UConn, women's basketball, the headline is UConn drops out of the top 16 for bracketology. Why are we doing bracketology right now? And they played seven games. <laughs> no, you, I mean, you know why. It's all about that uh, getting those clicks and people to check it out because people will get upset by it. And they'll be like, what? What do you mean UConn bounced out of the top 16? Like, that, that's craziness. And then they click it and then they start talking about it and everything. But, yeah, it's moved up a lot earlier, I feel like. Pretty much so much, like so many other things, too, in sports that just move up so much earlier. Yeah, bracketology should start after the turn of the calendar. Like, whenever 2024 hits, we hit mm-hmm. January, okay, that's fine. Bracketology starts. But any time before that, it's, it seems like it's way too early. Yeah, I've, I was just... I, I just laugh about it where, uh, you know, because also bracketology and Joe Lenardi, who's come on our show, is, you know, one of the best in the business at doing it. Uh, you know, it's it, the, the the committee and everybody don't go and they like, use what Joe Lenardi has to say about, oh, well, you know, Joe Lenardi says that this team's a one seed. We have them as two seats, so we better make them a one seed. It's like just opinions on it, too. So, but yeah, people. Once again, we're talking about committees. Oh, yeah. Too many committees. Too many committees in sports, especially college, in college. Yeah, college is all about committees. Yeah, too many of them, too. Uh, another thing that uh, also triggers me is this is something that actually happened more so last week, but uh, since I was off last week, I'm kind of carrying it over. So as we all know, Bobby Petrino was hired as the offensive coordinator for Arkansas, and I would say the vast majority of fans were pretty excited about it, pretty on board with it. Uh, th- there was a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, jumping up and around and then celebrating, especially when the football team and season had not gone so well. But what, what, what frustrates me is like seeing some people – and especially some people who were maybe in the media at that point in time when he was fired originally, and since that point, who uh, were always quick to you know say how I ah, wasn't that good. He was talking. He was a bad recruiter. He was a mean person. He doesn't need to come back. He, you know, it's, he needs to be fired. Like there was a lot of people that were taking that stance of uh, not only saying that uh, he deserved to be fired and everything, but even taking it a step further and uh, you know kind of trashing him as a, as a character and also. Even uh, saying things that uh, for years after the fact kept making jokes about it. But then as soon as he gets hired, then suddenly those people who are so quick to hate on him and, and make it, make fun of him and talk about how he wasn't that great anyways and stuff, suddenly are all in and saying how great this is and how exciting it is and it's big time and you know they, they can't wait to see how it all plays out. So uh, my thing is, is like especially on social media, that stuff is always like that's permanent. That stuff that people can go back and reference and to see some Razorback fans who have brought some of those old tweets up from some people and saying how they trashed Petrino years ago, but now that he's back at Arkansas, they're very uh, celebratory and saying how great of a hire it is. It's like, man, that's, that's what social media will do for you. These old tweets and these old posts, it's like sometimes they'll come and rear their ugly head against you, but uh, that's another thing that just bothers me. It's like, man, it's like, what changed from five years ago when he trashed on him to now. I mean, it's, it's uh, what has changed other than the fact that he's just now the coach. The newness. The newness and the possibilities of this offense looking a lot better than what they look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what we're hopeful for, at least. But then there are people that they may not necessarily be against the hire, but they're just looking at the other side of it to say, okay, now he was at Texas A&M, and we know that they have a lot more talent, a lot more five and four stars. And then they're saying, well, Texas A&M didn't win the number of games that they should have. Well, that wasn't Petrino's job. His job was to improve the offense, and they did improve the offense. They scored at a higher rate. Now, the fact that they didn't pull out some of these games that maybe they could have, that's an overall team deal. And it could be the same thing at Arkansas, but Mm -hmm. what we're looking for him to do first and foremost is improve that offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, what's the worst he could do? Go 4-8 and as the offense coordinator? Because they just did that. So... I think it's uh, there. Everyone's hoping for an improvement, and I think it'll happen eventually. But uh, yeah, we're just going to have to play the waiting game and see how that plays out with Petrino uh, being the coach and uh, as the offense coordinator. So yeah, but that's uh, Trigger Tuesday for us. Again, if you want uh, in and start uh, giving us uh, what's been bothering you in the world of sports, again, you can do it at five zero one six six one one zero three. 
seven. Uh, also from our uh, Gangster Museum of America and Hattery Life and Feedback, TB says, while that Oregon's OC is only 34, also love how Arkansas fans get excited that their special team players make all conference teams. Well, we have the Eisman front runner possibly going to win at different <laughs> standards, I guess. So, uh, uh, it, it's not necessarily different standards, but it's about the result. And the result is that they were honored. And so, yeah, congratulations for them being honored. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is just uh, not saying that, like, oh, that's just as good of winning the Heisman. I don't think anyone's saying that. But uh, it is something to where you give a lot of credit to those individual players who had a really good season. The team didn't. But uh, giving a shout-out to those uh, individual players, that's what matters the most. Uh, also, uh, I thought this was pretty fascinating, too, because we know with the transfer portal that's been going on and going crazy, uh, another name that's familiar to Razorback fans, Jalen Catalan, actually has entered into the transfer portal once again. So uh, interesting to see uh, that. As he has one year left of eligibility. You know, he's dealt with injury down there in Texas, too. But uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. But not only that... Uh, but I know uh, people were making a big deal out of Lane Kiffin being in Fayetteville yesterday as he lo- loves to troll and take some pictures and let everybody know that, yeah, he's arrived in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And uh, people were having some fun with that as he took a picture of uh, the, the city sign that says, Welcome to Fayetteville, Arkansas. No captions or anything, just simply uh, him going out there and letting everybody know that he's there. And uh, I think everybody can probably have a couple guesses as to why he is in Fayetteville uh, <laughs> here, because uh, at least yesterday of why he was there. Well, one of one of the posts had an actual Razorback logo on mm-hmm. it, Arkansas Razorbacks, and he's like, yeah, home of the Razorbacks. Yep, yep, <laughs> just letting everybody know that that's where he's at. But uh, according to reports, it's, uh, he was visiting Chris Paul. Uh, as uh, he's entered into the transfer portal. So uh, a lot of coaches are going to be making the rounds there, too, because he's, he's already went into Kansas and also Louisiana because he posted the same thing about a Louisiana. So he's just going through the states around him and uh, letting everybody know that he's there to get people talking. But uh, that was the, I think that was the fascinating thing is, you know, it makes you wonder when it comes to these portal guys of how many coaches just contact them, just call them or Zoom them, uh, how many players actually come and visit them, but also how many coaches go to where they're at on their campus of where they're currently at and reside. How many times does that happen where those coaches show up and talk to them there in person? It's a great recruiting tool for them. And, and so that means something to the players when they do have that, that in-person meeting and the coach is coming to them, but also putting it on social media, he's, he's a genius at that. He knows exactly what that's going to do for not only him but the program then uh, it just gives them some notoriety to, you know, for somebody else out there who may be thinking about making a move. They're like, well, you know, if, if Ole Miss is interested, maybe Coach Kiffin will be here to see me. Yeah, and maybe if uh, he's coming in here into my campus city and stuff, maybe I can arrange a, a meeting with him too or try to find out if he can come in, if I can come and talk to him. So, yeah, it's, it's good marketing. It's good uh, promotion, and that's uh, really what he's good for too. But it was also a really cool story to see, or at least I thought it was pretty funny, uh, that uh, with the transfer portal and the craziness going on with it, Alabama's backup quarterback. Uh, we know that Jalen Milrow was the guy, but Tyler Buckner was the guy that uh, had to play a little bit this year and even started two games. Uh, he was the transfer from Notre Dame. He played in three games back in uh, in 2022 and everything, but he is getting in the transfer portal, but not for the places or for the reasons you think. He's entered into the transfer portal as a lacrosse player. Because, as it was mentioned in his bio, he played lacrosse down in, over in La Jolla, California. It was a sport that he really loved. And he was considered to be one of the top lacrosse recruits in the country when coming out of high school. Uh, he hasn't ruled out a return to football, but they said that he's expected to go ahead and transfer and be available to play lacrosse this spring for another school. Oh, yeah, that's great. And we've seen that some players that have uh, crossed over and, and made their way back to the football field, so... He, you know, him leaving the door open, but he's just pursuing another sport that he's really good at. So that's good for him to be able to have those options. Imagine that. Imagine being a quarterback that you play at, no, or you're at least on the team there at Notre Dame, which is a very prestigious, big-time college football program, to which you transfer to Alabama to be a backup and even to play a few games as a Crimson Tide football player, which we know the success that Alabama's had, and of course them being in the playoff and everything, incredible. And then after that, you transfer and you go and end up playing lacrosse somewhere. It, it, it's great for him if that's what he wants to do. But great man, type of journey for him. Yeah, it's like you, it's just a, a rare type of story that you'll never see uh, very often at all. 
of a guy who you know most people would just dream to be on the team at Notre Dame or at now Alabama. And here's a guy that uh, he's, which again, he hasn't rolled out football yet, but to jump into the transfer portal and to try to do something in lacrosse is is a pretty cool little story. So uh, we'll see where he ends up transfer. I don't even know what the transfer portal looks like when it comes to when it comes to lacrosse. Like, oh, is that well, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he's trying to get to the East Coast because that's where all the good lacrosse teams are. He's from the West Coast, and you know, he played there and, and played well enough to be recognized as. One of the top players in the country, but the great lacrosse teams in college are on the East Coast. I was wondering if uh, I needed to check. I didn't know if Notre Dame had a lacrosse team because, like, hey, I guess maybe you could roll going back to campus there at Notre Dame. But yeah, a lot of the ACC schools are really good at lacrosse and uh, Duke, you know, Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, John Hops- Hopkins, yeah. uh, Johns Hopkins, they are really good. Um, Syracuse, mm-hmm. they're always good. Yeah. So yeah, I'll. All the good lacrosse teams are on the East Coast. Yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, hang, hung out and was uh, from the West Coast and decides to move to the middle of America with Notre Dame and uh, Alabama to play some football and ends up on the East Coast for some lacrosse. So can't hate on him for that, but still a pretty cool story nonetheless. We have just uh, another hour and a half of the show. It's been flying by, but we're here at the Brawls Award Ceremony here in Little Rock, and it's all thanks to Summit Utilities for making it possible. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get to more of your phone calls and messages, 501-661-1037. We'll have some uh, other storylines to get to. We'll have your Razor Hog update coming up later in this hour, and we're just going to keep it moving here on Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, The Meat People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market. Sports Center. Arkansas took care of business, beating Furman 97-83 last night. Caleb Battle and Chandler Lawson had huge games. Battle went for 25 points in 23 minutes, while Lawson recorded 19 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 blocks. Arkansas now turns their attention to a big game against Oklahoma and Tulsa on Saturday. Coach Eric Mussman talked about the matchup after the game. Yeah, they're undefeated. They're ranked, playing great basketball. Uh, very well coached by Porter Moser. They'll run some back cuts like we saw tonight. They attack and pound the offensive glass. They're a high-paced offensive team. And Arkansas Pine Bluff will travel to Spokane to take on 7th-ranked Gonzaga tonight at 8 o'clock. That game can be seen on ESPN+. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Tap Time with Bryce Knoll and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time, Thursday from 7 to 8 on 103.7 The Buzz, live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. This is the shoot of Pat Bradley, and I'll be on Morning Mayhem Weekly, presented by Gary Hill, MSS, Oil Splash Car Wash. There hadn't been an oil man specialist like Gary Hill since J.R. Ewing. Get your oil changed and car washed at Splash Car Wash. For the perfect Christmas gift, go to cleancarfast.com for an unlimited wash pass. Hey, this is Trey Johnson here at H.J. Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. We want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. At H.J. Trailer Sales, we specialize in making your wishes come true. We have all your truck and trailer accessories. We don't overstock inventory because we know everybody has specific colors and uses for their trailers. Come see us at H.J. Trailer Sales where we make our customers the priority. Family owned and operated, check us out today at hjtrailersales.com or on Facebook. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. 
Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The leaves are falling and the holidays are calling. Justin Agri and Laura Beth from Coffin by Design West. And if you're looking for holiday ideas for yourself to get ready or for someone else, Coffin by Design West is the perfect spot. We have bakery egg products and accessories that are perfect if you're wanting to smoke a ham or a turkey for the holidays. And then we also have gifts, big and small. Picture frames, throw blankets and pillows, small home decor pieces, and steel products as well. And if you're not sure what to get, there's always an option for gift cards at Kauffman by Design West. 14900 Cantor Road in Little Rock or online at KauffmanLumber.com. It's football time in Arkansas. Step up to the line of scrimmage each Tuesday during Drive Time Sports for Scoop and Score with me, Kevin Bohannon. I'll give you the latest news and information about anything football from high school to college in the natural state. Special thanks to the Wood Family Dealerships in Batesville for making this all happen. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson, off play action, going to throw a little screen pass left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas! Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas's a PAT away from time. On 103.7 The Buzz. Take the Coverage away. of the 2023 Broyles Award is brought to you by Summit Utilities. Providing the energy that's always there when and where you need it. Summit Utilities. Comfort delivered. It's time to come up. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. Coming up this week and actually tonight, it's the NBA in season tournament. It's the Knicks and Bucks. And uh, the Knicks and Bucks, they're going to play for the chance to uh, play against the Pacers who won last night. And then Lakers and Suns will be playing. Uh, tonight, and they will play the winner. The winner there will play the Pelicans. So the Bucks are five and a half point favorite. 22, 28 and a half is the over under. The Lakers, one point favorite. 229 and a half is the over under. Army Navy coming up Saturday. Always a big game. And Army is favored by two and a half. Over under is 27 and a half. You can get Heisman odds on Bet Saracen. And uh, and also you can get the futures for the national championship. Those odds are available also. So for the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the BetSaracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store, download the BetSaracen app, or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds as we are live from the Broyles Award ceremony here in Little Rock, thanks to Summit Utilities. And again, already uh, cleared out, and uh, we're pretty much the only ones up here hanging out, but that's all right because uh, we had a chance earlier to talk with Phil Parker, the Iowa Defense Coordinator and Safety Coach, who won the Broyles Award. So uh, you can go back and listen to the Out of Bounds podcast wherever podcasts are found if you want to be able to have a chance uh, to listen to that. You can also check out our live video stream and on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can also go back and watch it and listen to it that way as well. Uh, but I do want to remind everybody that uh, once again this week we got some buzz events to let you all know about on December 7th, which of course is Thursday, two days from now. Going to be having Christmas karaoke there at the Busker, right there in South on Main area of Little Rock. So always looking forward to that. And 
being able to have some fun with that. And then also the Dodgeball Santa Tournament happening December 10th, which is Sunday at Main Street across from Tech Park. Registration is open at dodgeballsanta.com. Admission is free, but a donation is encouraged. Benefits Ronald McDonald House Charities of Arkansas and North Louisiana. So wanted to let everybody know about that and looking forward to being a part of those events as well. Uh, some other big uh, headlines in dealing with uh, college sports, because we know uh, NIL is always a, a big topic of conversation to be had. But uh, this is according to Ross Dellinger, who, of course, has covered college football and uh, really does one of the better jobs when it comes to the uh, background of the NCAA and what they're doing. Well, Charlie Baker, who is the uh, president of the NCAA and has been the president just for a short period of time, uh, he has officially proposed the creation of an FBS subdivision that permits schools to directly compensate athletes through a trust fund and NIL, which could be the most revolutionary concept introduced in NCAA history. Uh, it basically would allow the highest resource schools to compensate athletes directly through a trust as well as through NIL, which could be the con- total change of potential compensation for athletes where, uh, according to the report, uh, that if they uh, wanted to be a part of that subdivision, they can opt in or op- opt out, and they're required to meet a strict minimum standard routing and athlete investment. Our members of the new subdivision will be permitted to strike NIL deals with their own athletes, a significant move away from the NIL structure, but also the most impactful benefit of this new model is a framework in which schools can directly compensate athletes through a trust fund. Schools within the subdivision will be required to distribute to athletes thousands of dollars and additionally, an additional uh, educationally related funds without limitation, and there is no cap on the amount of funds. No cap. Yeah, no cap. It's a different meaning, but yeah. Yeah, no cap on the amount of funds that a program can provide an athlete. So what it comes down to is essentially there's a proposal out there that could be able to provide student-athletes money and compensation from the schools that they are directly paying and playing for. And it's funny that it's written to say that they have the option, they can participate or not participate. Who's not going to do it? Because that's nothing but an advantage to your school if you are taking part in this and you're able to, to bring in athletes. And I mean, this is ultimately what needed to happen. And this is kind of the vision probably the players had when everything started with NIL, but ultimately they want to be able to, to get compensated. Yeah, because there's a lot of questions that I'm sure they're going to be had. And again, this isn't for sure happening. It's strictly just a proposal at this point. But uh, there's still a lot of questions that are going to be had because then, you know, at what point in time do they just become employees? You know, at what point in time do they just end up being signing contracts and signing employment agreements where it seems like just dancing around all of it? Uh, and then uh, at some point in time, it's like they're going to end up being people that are paid from those schools to be employees at some point. And what it is is that for the entry into the subdivision that they're wanting to do, they're required to po- uh, schools are re- required to deposit annually at least $30,000 per athlete into a trust for half of their athletes where school must file the Title IX circumstances of 50% of that also going to female athletes, where a four-year athlete stands to earn at least $120,000 in their career as a student. That's nothing for the schools. Yeah. Well, But if you add it up per athlete, though, and thinking about uh, just for the sake of Arkansas, uh, I think they have 365 student-athletes total. Uh, If you're doing the math on that, which, of course, that's why I always have to you know, bring out my trusty little calculator here. because 30000 no a day, huh? That's what it comes uh, out to. Yeah, assuming that if every student athlete, which, according to this, this would probably be the most it would be. But uh, this would be for if every student athlete stayed for four years and they paid the bare minimum, which would be $120,000 for that point in time, it would cost the schools roughly about $44 million uh, every four years. And, again, that's just the minimum of what it would be. So, uh, yeah, that could be... There could be some schools that wouldn't not be able to do that though, uh, just over time. And you know, with that would come a lot of other stuff too. As far as you know, does that mean that you have to perform a certain way? Do you have to live up to a certain expectation? And you know, if they did get, could the colleges cut you from their teams, and if you're not performing well enough, and if they do, does that mean that the the NIL stuff or at least the compensation's over with? Uh, again, there's just a lot of questions about that. That uh, I think it sounds good in theory, but. It being under the NCAA umbrella is, to me, the biggest thing about it is just the NCAA saying, hey, everybody else around here is making money. We want a part of our cut, too, because uh, we're going to make sure that this subdivision that we're doing, it's under our umbrella, 
and not the umbrella of just uh, uh, the, every so, single individually. So with uh, the proposal, the athlete has to stay at the university for four years? Well, no. Th- I mean, that's that's not what's uh, – has, that hasn't been clarified okay, or if, anything if, like that. Yeah, if that's the case, then – no, that that's not happening. Yeah, because it's uh, there's too much movement going on. Yeah, but that but that's the other thing though. It's like if you're one of these schools though, and you know, you're going to be buying into these players. It's like, uh, you know, how do you how do you, you know, if if you want them to be there, probably a part of it. You're like, hey, hold on a second, we're we're paying in, we're giving you money for this, and you're, you're just gonna you're gonna bounce out and leave and go somewhere else. But it, it becomes a yearly deal, not only on the athlete's part, but on the school's part also, because. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you mentioned, if the athletes aren't performing a certain way, you know, do you put it in into the proposal where the school is able to cut ties? So it's going to be a year-to-year deal regardless. Yeah. I, I, again, it's it's a proposal. It's not for sure happening. But it's just, again, it, it's showing how much things are just continuing to change. And, you know, it's been so long that the NCAA has fought tooth and nail against having any sort of name, image, and likeness, or, or compensation pay-for-play, or whatever it is for student-athletes, fought so long that as soon as that floodgate opened, now it's just funny and ironic to see the NCAA kind of change a little bit of their course and saying, all right, well, yeah, we're going to have this subdivision deal, and you can opt into it, but this is the minimum you're going to have to play, but the schools will be able to do it. Uh, I think that it helps the, I, I would say it would help the clarity of what goes on with you know players and how much they're getting paid or where they're getting paid and how like the schools being able to handle it themselves instead of the schools saying well since we technically can't do it this way we need a booster or we need somebody else to to be able to do it for us and on the outside well we just kind of turn our head the other way like this is something that I think that would eliminate that process where it's like hey there's no more you know doing it this way and going around and about the way to make it happen it's more just hey the school's paying to this and that's the end of it and you don't have to worry about who, where it's coming from or which booster's given into it like hey they're just there you go have at it and we don't want to worry about it anymore. and and also it's a wonder with that proposal if it uh if they would still be separate entities or would the boosters be able to help the schools in a sense where they're donating to that fund also? I would assume that the boosters would be allowed to be in it because it sounds like, for at least the proposals, the school, it just comes from the school themselves. So, you know, the school, the boosters could just come in and be like, hey, I'm giving the school this amount of money. And they're like, thank you for your donation to the school. And we are going to go ahead and give this money that you show charitably donated to our student-athletes from the school. So. That probably makes it easier for the booster anyway because mm-hmm. that goes back to what it was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's like a roundabout way. We're getting to the point, same thing with the playoffs. It's like we're in a roundabout way. We keep dancing around it, but at some point in time, it's going to click, and we're going to figure it out, and it's going to work out. Um, so, yeah, it's, again, just a proposal. doesn't mean it's happening, but certainly looks like that's something that's on the NCAA's mind. And uh, even for uh, uh, the Sun Structural Solutions text line, uh, we got uh, someone from 501 says, do the band members get NIL money? <laughs> no. <laughs> These are all, all athletes. Yep, yep, because you know now, what? Now, the band members, they are on scholarship, though. They so. are, they are. But you know what the band members can do? They can get jobs, and they can get paid for those jobs, and they can you know do part-time work and all that. Uh, Student-athletes have not been able to do that until now. But I'll tell you what, if the band makes as much money as what uh, some of these college athletes do as far as how much money they bring into those schools, then maybe they would have uh, an argument. But no, no, none of the other scholarship people are getting the NIL. It's just for the athletes themselves. That's the second part. But, uh, yeah, appreciate uh, you texting. we got some other text messages we'll get to. We also have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service that we'll get into next. We continue to broadcast live from the Brawls Award Ceremony here in Little Rock, thanks to Summit Utilities. And we'll keep it going on Out of Bounds on Trigger Tuesday next, so stay with us. The sale you've been waiting for all year long. Black Friday at Big O Tires. Up to $140 instant savings on select sets of Michelin tires. Buy three, get one free on Cooper and Sumitomo tires. Instant savings and rebates on almost every tire we stock. 
Get ready for cold weather with huge savings on service, too. Plus, 0% interest when you use your big O credit card, which will leave a little something in Santa's pocket this Christmas. You know I wish that I had cookies, too. I wish that I had cookies, too. No better value for your buck. Corky's Barbecue. When you get on a bike, you got to watch out for gravel, potholes, and knucklehead drivers. But after a crash, here's what you got to watch out for. Insurance adjusters. They can be tough on injured bikers. They might try to pin the blame on you or pay you less than you deserve. So if you've been injured, here's what you should do. Call the lawyers who look out for bikers. That's Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Motorcycle crash? Call Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. Coach Muss and the Hogs return to the loudest neutral site arena in the country. It's Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock, Arkansas. On December 16th, be there and be loud as the Razorbacks battle Lipscomb on Saturday, December 16th, 5 p.m. Call the Hogs with Arkansas's own Devo Davis, Layden Blocker, and the rest of the squad by securing your seats today at the arena ticket office or by visiting simmonsbankarena.com save big every day during our 25 days of deals at Lowe's right now get the lowest prices of the year on select major appliances get up to 45% off and save an extra $100 on every $800 you spend on select major appliances and buy now pay later with Lowe's pay because Lowe's knows deals every day Valve to 12.6. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Subject to credit approval. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp today. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. The InventHelp data bank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Get started today. Call 1-800-217-4380. That's 1-800-217-4380. Again, 1-800-217-4380. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See Shelter Agents Richard Yeager or Jason Daly in Little Rock or Agent Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. Fellas, what's good? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Look, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Be sure to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center. They offer the convenience of physician-monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments with an average payment of 150 bucks a month cash pay, including labs and medication. If you don't live near Low T Center or just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy, baby. Shipping treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing medicine. Healthcare. Morning Mayhem will be doing some Christmas shopping Wednesday morning at Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry. Plus, Miss Arkansas Corey Keller stops by for a visit. Finding the perfect piece of jewelry to match the occasion can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be at Jones & Son. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down, here comes LSU. KJ flushed, rolling right, keeps his eyes downfield, throwing deep. Got has at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, 5. Touchdown, Arkansas. There's your play. 59 yards to Luke Has. On 103.7 The Buzz. Give something back. Coverage of the 2023 Broyles Award is brought to you by Summit Utilities. Providing the energy that's always there when and where you need it. Summit Utilities. Comfort delivered. It's Out of Bounds, live from the Brawls Awards Ceremony here in Little Rock. Appreciate everybody listening in as we are continuing to move it on here on the Trigger Tuesday. We're going to have Coach Matt Zimmerman joining us here after a while. And 
back to the next segment as he'll uh, talk a little bit with uh, the basketball team and what uh, we saw a little bit last night, but also where do we uh, go from here heading into the final few games of the non-conference slate. Uh, so looking forward to catching up with him. And, of course, really a big shout-out to Telco Federal Credit Union and uh, them being a part of it once again because Coach Z, I mean, I know he's a basketball guy, but he, he can talk about pretty much everything, let's be honest. It doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, uh, life in general. He's always going to make it happen. So uh, we before catching up with him. But we know that there has been a lot of things happening in the Razorback landscape. And uh, with your Razor Hog updates, there's plenty to get to. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by Nangay! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, last night Arkansas took care of business 97-84 over Furman. And a high-scoring affair. Arkansas did not uh, lack any offense, but certainly had a lot of th- great three-point shooting there by Furman themselves. And here's what Eric Musselman had to say about the game last night and talking about how Arkansas shared the ball. Well, I thought we, you know, we did a better job sharing the ball. We had 57 points in the second half, 97 points for the game. Um, so offensively, you know, that was not... Uh, the issue, even in the first half, I mean, you know, we, we, we shot like 60% from the field in the first half, uh, did a pretty decent job from three, making three, did not get to the foul line at all, um, you know, in the first half, just two free throws attempted. Um, why that is, I don't really know because we were trying to score points in the paint. Um, if you look at our paint points, 52 points in the paint, and uh, only two free throws in the first half, kind of unexplainable, uh, but it happened. Also, uh, Eric Musman talked about how the bench has been contributing, especially Caleb Battle coming out and getting uh, another 20 points. Yeah, I mean, game. I think if you look at Makai, you know, he goes four for five from the field. Uh, T-Mark, three for six. Layden Blocker, four for five. Uh, K battle seven of, of eleven. All those guys off the bench, really, really productive. Um, you know, now we just like I keep talking about, like we need more defensive rebounds. Uh, K battle's got to get more defensive rebounds between him and and J D Davenport. We only had one defensive rebound. That's got to improve. Blocker uh, five defensive rebounds along with. Uh, the defensive rebounds, the nine that Devo Davis had, our point guards, really saved us from a defensive rebounding standpoint. Well, Musselman also knows that block shots have been a key for his team all year long. Arkansas is one of the best teams in the country when it comes to block shots, and they've been key in a lot of these matches. Well, obviously, when you talk about rim protection, you talk about you know T. Brazil, and he had two, and you talk about Chandler Lawson with three. Um, both those guys have done a great job from an interior standpoint. And then tonight... Uh, Layden Blocker gets off the floor very quick. Not often that you see a point guard uh, have three blocks. And surprisingly, the other guy that's blocked some shots in limited minutes is is J.D. Davenport. He had another one tonight. Uh, He's had some earlier in the year. So certainly uh, that's that's an area that we continue uh, to, to thrive in. We mentioned about Devo Davis, and even though he didn't have a lot of points, still had 10 rebounds and 8 assists with no turnovers, and Musk said that, hey, this guy saved You know, I us. thought Devo Davis, uh, you know, played an incredible floor game with 8 assists. Uh, we really needed rebounding tonight for whatever reason. You know, we should have out-rebounded Furman uh, by much more than what the final plus rebound uh, battle was. Um, luckily, we, we did rebound from the guard spot with Devontae. And he really helped out last night. But Arkansas also has to get ready for Oklahoma coming up in Tulsa. And uh, he already gave a little bit of a preview of that. Yeah, match. they're undefeated. They're ranked, um, playing great basketball, uh, very well coached by Porter Mosier. Uh, they'll run some back cuts like we saw tonight. They attack and pound the offensive glass. They're a high-paced offensive team. Uh, defensively, it's a team that creates a lot of steals. Um, they have couple 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, guys that are very, very active in transition at the 3-4 spot. 
Um, so it's a big challenge. Uh, Godwin inside is one of the best verticality players uh, in college basketball. Um, Hugley, uh, a transfer uh, from Pitt, it's a guy that's a big body, can make three. So we'll have our work cut out for us for sure. Uh, in Tulsa, we hope we have a great following. We hope we have a great crowd um, You know, for that game in Tulsa. I think there'll be a great crowd there. Usually is for Arkansas, but as must mention, it's going to be a big matchup happening on Saturday there in Tulsa against the Sooners. But also in some Razorback football news, you had uh, some really great stuff from uh, some of the football accomplishments at least. As you had, of course, the coaches came out with their All-SEC team today. And Lana Jackson, Cam Little were first-team All-SEC players. And Max Fletcher being second-team All-SEC, of course, being the punter for Arkansas. And then the AP All-SEC team came out yesterday where Lana Jackson and Josh Braun were named to the All-SEC second team. So, still waiting on that. There hasn't been any more transfer portal major news for Arkansas just yet today, but we know that it's officially open and it's still going to be pretty chaotic for many different reasons. Also, shout out to Talia Scott, who was recognized as the SEC Freshman of the Week with her third consecutive weekly honor in a third and four weeks. Uh, she was doing a great job against uh, UCLA as the women's basketball team was unable to take care of business in that one, but still some uh, good awards coming in for some Razorback athletes, and there you have it. There is your Razorog update presented by True Service. I know we'll continue to talk more about it with uh, Matt Zimmerman, who will be joining us on the other side of the break, uh, thanks to Telco Federal Credit Union. But, uh, folks, we know that around this time of year, it's always about hunting season and everything, so i got a question for all of you. How many guns does a man need? Well, the answer is just one more gun. And right now, Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart is the place to go for just that one more gun, where they're featuring up to $200 off select in-stock Browning shotguns and rifles, as well as a $75 rebate on a Beretta A300 Ultima and $150 rebate on a Beretta A400. Also, with the Weatherby 18i Waterfowl 12-gauge Super Mag 3.5 in Mossy Oak Bottomland. That's on sale at Max Prairie Wings for just $849.99. And if you're in the market for a handgun, Max carries a huge selection of all calibers, like right now the Stoger STR 9 9mm automatic, just $249.99 after rebate. So check out their entire gun selection and the huge ammo sale that's going on right now, either at their store in Stuttgart or online at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. It's Max Prairie Wings. The hunt begins here. We are going to take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, Coach Matt Zimmerman will join us, thanks to Telco Federal Credit Union. Talking about some Razorback basketball and some other things they got going on at the U of A. And keep it moving in the third hour of Out of Bounds on a Trigger Tuesday next. So stay with us. Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Fred Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 